Welcome into the Blood, Sweat, and Cheers podcast. This is another episode of the Field to Fantasy. Today we're going to be doing uh, our top 12 wide receiver rankings of PPR. Uh, but first we're going to do a couple games. We're going to do a start bench cut and see if uh, these gentlemen can guess a player just by some stats. I'm here with Quentin and Jake today. Ben is still gone. He's a traveling man. Um, we really hope to have him on the next podcast. Uh, Jake, how are you? I'm doing good. We went and saw Thor Love and Thunder last night. Mm, what'd you think? It's a pretty good movie. Um, I've Some of the recent Marvel ones haven't been so good, especially Doctor Strange, but uh, I ranked Thor Love and Thunder pretty good, actually. I thought... So I th- a 10, how many stars would you give it? Um, I'd say it's a nice seven stars. I was pleasantly nice. surprised. It was okay. just It was just complete comedy. There wasn't, like much depth to it it was there's so but, much it was just like over Dwayne overly comedic but Dwayne Dwayne no spoilers but Dwayne well I can't remember I just saw it like last week give me like a little hand what's Dwayne uh Korg and Dwayne I don't know what's wrong with me oh, I okay. fell asleep for some of it so <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> that's Able probably it terrible some, memory. something I did think I think they kind of wasted um christian bale's villain on a funny movie because i think yeah. he would have he been a dope villain on like a actual like serious movie i thought the whole idea of him was super cool anyways quentin how is you i am great got a baseball game later today i'm ready to dominate as always okay catch the dub along the way quentin's coming in guns blazing. how many uh, stars would you rate the baseball game <laughs> I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm hoping for a solid one out of five. So what? I, I you can't hope for five out of five right out of the gate. So just four out of five. It'd be good. Realistic enough. expectations, you know. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a, it's a good time to tell you guys, listeners. You have spoken, and we have heard you. We're getting Quentin an actual mic. So um, next podcast against hopefully, my... hopefully we'll get one this weekend. Yeah. He put it off too I long. So I, I just, I just bought him a mic. So I guess his worst judgment. So the quality <laughs> is going up. Be, ready, be excited for that. Um, also, if you guys can, leave a review on Apple Podcast so that we know you're listening to us. We would love that. That would be really if cool. Like four, if you could leave a five-star review, even if you hate the podcast, we'd appreciate that. Um, I'll say it now. I'll say it again later. Yes, but thank you. Uh, field to fantasy at gmail.com is our email if you want to be on the mailbag episode uh with that let's get into the news we have again it's it's the nfl dead period so very very little is going on so i guess our biggest news our breaking news is Nikhil harry got traded to the bears for uh a, a, wow. seventh, a seventh rounder not a 2023 seventh rounder but a 2024 seventh rounder which is just abysmal for patriots fans absolute stunning changes fantasy for everyone um really going to make me reevaluate my rosters oh, and who dude. i pick wow hot take, hot take do you yeah. think do you think he act i mean i think with how bad that roster is he's probably the third, yeah. wide, third wide receiver i think i'm sad for patriots fans you think he's a third wide receiver Quinter, do you, is your connection okay might need you to move back upstairs. Nope, it's not. All right. I'm moving spots, guys. 
Some some good audio. <laughs> good audio. Okay, you you and Jake continue to talk. Good audio content. Yeah, right good now. audio. But anyways, do you think that he is a third wide receiver behind Byron Pringle right now, or possibly the second? Do you think he can overtake Byron Pringle? I think he's, I think he's going to start out as the third, but really he's just going to go off of production. I think it's up in the air. It isn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say one's a second or third for sure by any measure. Yeah. Uh, Quentin is getting set, and then we're going to get into a little game. I only have uh, one game, but Quentin, you ready? Doesn't look like he is. Yes, I'm ready. There he is. Okay. All right, Technical difficulties. Little, little bumpy start today, but we'll, we'll figure it out. My bad, uh, guys. My bad. All right, so I have, I have six – uh, facts to like or hints about this player to see if you can get you guys can get them. Um, whoever gets it with the least amount of hints wins. Uh, don't actually say it when you have your guess, just say you've locked it in, and right. then and then we'll by the end you, you'll know if you're right or wrong. Uh, first one is he finished as a top 20 wide receiver last year. I don't think anyone's going to guess based on that. <laughs> uh, second one, he's being drafted as the wide receiver 20 this year. So he finished top 20 last year, and he's he's being drafted right at the end of that this year. Again, I don't think you guys any, – any wild guesses there? Probably not. I'm going to hold off here. You probably don't know ADP that way. I don't know yet. Uh, third hint since 2015, he only has one season. I'm not that with... smart. Can I talk now? Thanks. Kidding. My connection must be terrible. It must be. Since 2015, he only has one season with less than 1,000 receiving yards. That's the first real hint that a guess would be possible. Yeah. I might have an idea, but I'm gonna. If you if you do lock it in, it's wrong. You you still have to keep it locked in. You can't change. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not locking it into the last one. I guess just to to be safe here. I'm between a couple people, but give me another hint. Okay, fourth hint. He has played in two Super Bowls. Okay, I, I am. I think I know who it is. Ooh, it's between okay. two people. I'm gonna lock it in. Quinn's locking. Lock, Quinn's locking. You're, bo- you're both locking it in. All right, I'm gonna keep on going with the stats, and you guys can react to see if you got it right. Uh, he's the first receiver ever to record three back-to-back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons with three different teams. Does that match who you think it is? No. No. I'm out. <laughs> Quentin, you still going? No. No. <laughs> I'm also out. Wait, let me think about this some more. I'll give you. Do you want to give you give me one more hint? I need. I need another chance. Can I? I'm gonna. All right. Since both you got it wrong, since both you got it wrong, you can. You have another chance to lock it in or to guess someone else. Three different teams, you said. Yeah, he he played for three different teams in back to back to back seasons at a thousand yard. A thousand yards at least with each. Oh, is it like just a thousand yards in general? No, receiving. Receiving, okay. 
Um, two Super Bowls, you said. He played in two He's Super played Bowls. It. He has played in two. And since 2015. Right. He's played in two since 2017. So 2017 was his first Super Bowl. He said he was on three teams. He's been on four teams. But four he's, teams. But he's back to back to back seasons with 1,000 receiving yards and three teams. This is tough. You guys probably know who it oh, is. Oh, I know who it is. Okay. I know who it is. Number six hint is he, he is playing with a year two QB. Yep, yep I know who it is. Yeah. You right, Jake, two you wanna, QB? You want to reveal it, Jake? Brandon Cooks. Yep. Quentin, come on. Oh. That's your, that's your guy. I'm so dumb. He, he used to be I on the Patriots. That's why he was. Right. He was drafted. He was, Super Bowls. he was drafted by the Saints. They went to the Patriots, went to the Rams. Now he's on the Texans. Yeah. And that's just a, like, we don't realize how good. Everyone makes a giant deal about Mike Evans having a thousand yards each year. And since 2015, he's had a thousand yards except for one year, which is crazy. Very underrated. Yeah. Brandon Cooks is really good. He doesn't get the respect that someone like Mike Evans or the other elite wide receivers do. But three back-to-back 1,000 receiving yard seasons with three different teams is just wild to me. Because usually when you when a wide receiver is traded to a new team, it takes a while to adapt and to uh, you know, fit into the system. But uh, Elite journeyman, maybe? Elite journeyman. Yeah. We'll call Brandon Cooks the elite journeyman. Oh, yeah. Like, How old is he now? 28 years that. old. He's 28. Okay. You already have it. That's not too bad. He's so young. He was drafted in the same year as Mike Evans. So, for some reason, I, we Isn't all Mike knew, Evans like 32? There's no way Mike Evans is 32. I'm guessing he's 29. No, yeah. Mike Evans is 28. So, they're the same age. Oh, same age. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I always view Mike Evans as being older than Brandon yeah, but take that as a, a little bit of a push to draft Brandon Cooks this year because if he finishes, he finished as I think he finished as the wide receiver twenty last year, and he's drafted at that with you know a, another year with um, Davis Mills, another year in the system. I just think there's no reason that he's going to be a, a, a the wide receiver twenty. I think he'll finish as a top fifteen wide receiver for sure. And that will be projected in our rankings for sure. Um, next up, we're going to do some start bench cut. I got three of them. Wide receiver one, a quarterback one, a running back one. First one is All right. Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, and DJ Moore. And we're talking fantasy, not NFL. All right. Well, if I'm going to – I probably bench DK – why? No, I benched DJ Moore, played DK, cut Terry McLaurin. Tell us yeah. why. All right. Um, I did like to bench DK because I think DK has the has the possibility of having a lot of fantasy seasons in the future. I just don't okay, think we're he not, has a great we're not quarterback. Talking, we're not talking dynasty. Not dynasty. Talking, the, talking this year. I don't yeah. see how DJ Moore – you have to start DJ Moore this year, right? Yeah. Wait, did I say bench DJ Moore and then start DK? Right. Where did I? Yeah. Did you mean? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I made the switch those. Sorry. Start DJ Moore, bench DK, uh, cut McLaurin. My bad. I misspoke there. So even um, though, so what's the, how close are 
um, McLaurin and DK for you then? I think they're pretty close. I mean, I have not spoiled the rankings, but I probably have them in probably around three or four close, that close range, around three uh-huh. or four slots of each other. I think they're all good wide receivers. I just think Jeremy McLaurin is a little of a notch lower than the other ones. Yeah. Quinton? I'm going to start DJ Moore, bench DK Metcalf, and cut Terry McLaurin out of so, my life. It's the same. What do you have against Terry because McLaurin? Like Holy him. cow. Why? Because <laughs> I just don't like him. You have post-traumatic draft disorder. He's mean. <laughs> PTDD. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I just don't think he has, like, the upside to compete with DJ Moore and DK Metcalf. Why, He's a why, safe floor, though. Why is that? Because he has an upgrade at quarterback. He doesn't have competition. He has John Dodson's his only competition, really. He's going to get targets. He's He just got a massive extension. Like... Why is he going to be better? Why is he going to be worse than DK with DK as a massive downgrade at quarterback? He still has competition with Tyler Lockett. He had, he's in a system of Pete Carroll's where Pete Carroll wants to run the ball down to everyone's throat, like the entire game. I mean, I, I would, I'm going to cut DK. However bad it sounds like if, if he had Russell Wilson, yes, we're starting DK, but just too big of a downgrade. And I don't, there's so much risk with him this year that I'm, I would take McLaurin over him. That's a fair point. But I mean, I think it's that's completely fair. Yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. But yeah, it kind of just, just depends what, think what your that... personal philosophy, personal like wh- <laughs> how much faith you have in Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Uh, number yeah. two, we got Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and Trey Lance. Uh, start Derek Carr, bench Trey Lance, cut, uh, yeah, and then cut, cut cousins? cousins. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think Derek Carr is a great option to pick up later rounds as a starting quarterback without like having to spend too much capital because he has a lot of weapons around him. He's on a great team. Um, and he's has some history of being a semi-consistent quarterback points so, wise. So if you look, Kirk Cousins has more consistency than he did. Kirk Cousins finished the top five wide or top five quarterback with Washington. He the he was the number five quarterback, which people forget about that. He literally has done it. He's finished as the number five. Last year, he was a top twelve quarterback. He's coming back with a more pass-heavy system. Why do you have Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins? Devontae Adams. Justin Jefferson. Yes, but the the thing with that is his <laughs> rankings were including Justin Jefferson last year. Uh-huh. Derek Carr's adding Devontae Adams. So logic says he can only improve with the addition of such a great yeah. wide receiver. That's fair. Quentin? And then, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. And I was going to say, I would. Trey Lance because he's a great backup. And if he turns out to be the star. Yeah. Then... I think Trey Lance is definitely the bench because – because Derek Carr, this is this whole thing is kind of in between Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Like, who do you have higher? Because you're going to bench the guy with the upside instead of bench a guy that is probably better now but is not going to give you a dominant season. Quinn? With that in mind, hey, well, I'll take into consideration what you said, but I'm going to completely ignore it. 
and start Trey Lance, bench Derek Carr, and cut Kirk Cousins. No, that's fine. I'm just saying you don't because... want to cut Trey Lance. Yes. Like yeah. you, 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 I knew you were going to have Trey Lance as your starter. You have him as the sixth quarterback. Week one, you're going to start yeah. Trey Lance over if you have both say Jimmy, Derek Carr and Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo might be starting. When, we don't even know. If Jimmy yeah. G gets cut, but we don't know that yet. If that's a big if. Hey, he threw five no, touchdowns I'm, last year. He's no, but I'm he's on the way if up. Jimmy G's might even throw Jimmy, six if, this year. We don't know who's going <laughs> Maybe seven. Might rush for one too. <laughs> if he's really feeling it this year, you know, don't want to give him too much pressure. No, the upside's there for for eight or nine. No, but seriously, Trey Lance could be a. I don't blame you, Quinn. I think I I do blame you actually for having him top top six, but I don't blame you for being high on him because he, you don't you don't want to be the guy that is down on him and misses out of a Lamar Jackson type season, like you know. But yeah, why why do you he's have, gonna he's gonna blow up? Why do you have Kirk Cousins over Derek Carr or uh, Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins? Because I think Carr is the better quarterback. Who honestly, the the neck and neck for yeah, me. So I just similar. chose Carr because it's because I just want to see what like the addition of Devontae Adams does with Carr and his like passing look and yeah his touchdowns. He's probably I want to see where it goes var- more variance than Kirk Cousins might have. Um, third well, one, Kirk Cousins has been really good for his career. So yeah. Third one, um, I think these guys were all drafted in the same class. At least two of them were. Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson. This one's pretty tough. I am going to start Antonio Gibson, uh-huh. bench Cam Akers, cut J.K. Dobbins. It's hard. I don't want to I'm cut going to... any of them. Um, and yeah. The reason for that is, is both J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers both coming off of injury. Um, yeah. I know Gibson didn't have a great year, but like at least he's healthy. He's coming off a healthier year. Um, I don't know if he'll end up as the starting, but he might end up on the bench. But I think Cam Akers, for me, I feel like has a better chance of coming back and producing in a great Rams offense than yeah. J.K. Dobbins does in a beat-up Ravens offense. Um, I'm finding the ADP now. Cam Akers is being drafted as the 15th running back overall. Antonio Gibson is being drafted as the 20th running back overall and J.K. Dobbins a 25th. So it's five apart for each each spot. Cam Akers, um, or sorry, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, then J.K. Dobbins in that order. I just start Antonio Gibson until I know for sure Cam Akers is. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. He's the he's a higher floor player, but I think Cam Akers definitely has the upside. Quinton, give us some. I'm going to start Gibson just because he's proven he can do it, even when he's hurt and has fumble issues and he's getting benched. He can still finish top 12. I'm going to bench J.K. Dobbins, and I'm going to cut Cam Akers. Ooh. Ooh. Hot takes out here. Hot takes. So you're cutting the... This isn't even taking into consideration ADP. Like you're cutting the the running back being drafted 15th overall, and you're keeping the 20th and uh, 25th. Yeah. No peer pressure. I would 
never draft Cam Akers. Never. Unless I you have the seventy yeah. fifth pick went, and Cam Akers is super sitting high and you're not gonna take him. Do you remember a man named Todd Gurley a few years ago? What offense was I he do. on? Who was his coach? Uh the Rams. He played on the Rams and his coach was what's his name? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's good work. Good work. Good work. I don't know. I would just. I would just. I don't trust his Achilles yet, and but he has the most upside. But he's the most risky. So so if he has the most upside, wouldn't you put him on the bench? No, because Gibson is already kind of risky. They're all they're all risky. None of them are safe. Yeah. You think J.K. Dobbins is safe but, coming off of a uh, – was he Achilles or was he – he was ACL. He was ACL. It was before the year even started. Was right. It, so was Cam Akers. That they, one both practice. Got they both got injured before the year started. Yeah. It, yep. The hot takes are flying out of my mouth. You can take it back. Like it, this is your chance. I'm happy with my pick. This is your – Uno I'm not taking right it back here. These are gonna have. I'm to happy be, with it. You will have to show these in your rankings. People are gonna hold you to it. Watch Dobbins finish higher than Acres. I could. I watch could, it. That could happen. I mean, he was. And really watch good Gibson finish, finish top twelve. But let's say no, I didn't put him in my rankings. There. He has Gus Edward, Gus uh, Edmonds, Edwards. and is it Edwards or Ed, Edwards? Yeah, I was trying to Chase Gus Edmonds. Edwards. It's Gus Edwards and Chase oh, Edmonds. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I think. Gus Edwards and he has Lamar Jackson. Like he has a lot of competition on the ground while Daryl Henderson is Cam Akers only competition. And he's aging. But he's a that more high powered offense. He'll have more a lot more goal line opportunities than the Ravens will, most likely. So would you would you uh cut JK Dobbins, Abel? I would. I'm going to start Cam Akers, bench. Who would you Gibson. start? Cam Akers, bench, Antonio Gibson, cut J.K. Dobbins. I like them all. I like them all, though. Okay, so you're high on Cam Akers. I feel yeah. like Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins have the same amount of risk, but mm-hmm. Cam Akers has much higher upside. I probably agree with that. I don't think – I wouldn't say I'm high on Cam Akers, but going back to Trey Lance's point, I don't want to miss out on him blowing up this year. So maybe I'll bench him. It's between Antonio Gibson and him to uh, start yeah. for me, but I'm keeping those two for sure. All right. Anything else you guys got before you want to head into the head into the rankings? Break it down. Nothing on my mind. What about you, Q? Any confessions you need to make? Any take back some hot takes? Anything you want to say to all the fans take, flaming take that as a, take you out that. there? Quentin is crying. He muted his mic. He's crying right now. All right. Number one. Number two and number three are all the same in our You're going to be honest. I'm only healing my cat. Okay. Ooh. Jeez. Oof. My connection is absolutely terrible. Oh. I am so sorry. I can only hear like half the things you guys are saying. It's rough. You're good. I'm going to power through it, though. All right. Yeah. So I'm just like uh, piecing together little snippets of sentences and trying to figure out what you guys are trying to say to me. As I was saying before, Quentin, knowing, oh, okay, there he is. Okay. 
as I was saying before, Quentin unknowingly interrupted me. We got Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase as our top three wide receivers. Uh, we have no delineations there between us. W- what's the difference? Do you guys, do you guys, I have a little bit of uh, something inside of me that wants to put Jefferson as a number one and to not have Cup as number one. Abel, I was so close to doing the exact same thing, but you it's were? like, I was, I really, really wanted to, but I couldn't back it up. Exactly. I just kind of, he averaged like five points more than Justin Jefferson and not much is changing for either, either one. I just, I know he's going to have regression, but he could have regression and still be the number one. And you just got to respect him and put him at number one. For sure. I I think that's, there's not much you can do. It's, it's like Jonathan Taylor. It's like you, even though there's going to be regression, you have to respect him and put him at number one. Uh, so Cup at number one, Justin Jefferson at number two, and Jamar Chase at number three. Now, Jamar Chase, what do you guys think? Like, how close is he to cracking that top two to replacing Cup or Jefferson for you, Jake? Um, I think he's a little bit lower than they are, but I think out of any other receivers – he has the best chance to, which I guess is why I put him at number three. Um, but I think it's closer. I think it's closer from Jamar Chase to Justin Jefferson than my number four to my number three. Oh, definitely. I think the top three are so cemented. Quit this guy for a little bit, but we're good. Keep going. Top three are like, there's such a giant gap between the top three and the fourth. Cause we all have, well, we have two different fourths. We'll get to that when we get to that, but um i'm looking at the adp right now it's standard give me one second we got oh this isn't right anyways i know we have like probably half a round between the third and the fourth wide receiver but uh fourth wide receiver i don't know if we have much more to say on chase chase could blow up and absolutely just be dominant it's for me, it's mostly about T. Higgins. If T. Higgins wasn't there, I might have him as the number one wide receiver. But um, he's there. And he, I think he'll have some down games because T. Higgins is going to have those blow-up games. Yeah. Uh, number four, we got Devontae Adams. So why, Jake, you have him at four. Quinton has him at four. I have him down at six. Why do you have so much faith and Devontae Adams after changing teams. Well, it isn't like he was traded to some really bad team like the Jaguars or something. He was traded to a semi-decent team with a decent quarterback, and I think he'll still be able to produce. Um, if he was on Green Bay, I would have him probably in my top three, top two maybe even, just because of Rodgers, Adams' connections. Pretty good. Yeah. But I, I think his talent is good enough that even on a new team, that he will be able to produce at a top four level. Mm-hmm. I might have him as the number one if he was still in Green Bay. Yeah. And they wouldn't have drafted Christian Watson if he was there. As you know, the a Pack- cop? Packers don't do that. Oh, he's back. Maybe. The man, the myth, the legend. No, he's probably not back. But, um, Quentin, I don't know if you're back, but don't talk about Devontae Adams if you are. <laughs> I 
<laughs> All right, then. All right. Uh, I have Adams at six just because of the risk. I think, I think he has so much competition with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller that I just, just purely based on volume and an unknown rapport with Derek Carr, I think he's going to be good. Like I, I don't have him down like out of my top 10 or something. I have him still at six, but there's a couple of guys ahead of him that I think have a higher chance and a better quarterback. Uh, at number five consensus, we have Stefan Diggs. He's one of the guys I had. I have him at five. We all have him at five. I just think Stefan Diggs is so safe. Last couple of years, like even last year, he was viewed as a disappointment. But where did he finished? He finished as a seventh wide receiver with 17, yeah. 17 points per game. Like he was disappointment because he was that dominant number one overall wide receiver the year before, or close at least. He's at least top three. But he was a view as disappointment, but he was still consistent. He just didn't have those dominant blow-up weeks that he had the year prior. What are you what are your views on just Stefan Diggs? Well, I feel like I don't know if Stefan Diggs talent-wise is a top five wide receiver by any no, I, I don't think he is. I think this if, why he's so good and such a great option is because he has Josh Allen. Yep. That quarterback is a huge, huge part, especially wide receivers and where they rank. Um, and I think because Josh Allen, we all had him as number one. So he just, and Stefan Diggs being his main target, has a lot of those target shares. And even though he did have a down year, it was still a good year. Right. I just don't think you can have him any lower than like five or six. Yeah. Without going into the real hot take territory. I'm with you. So number six um, is my number four wide receiver, Mike Evans. Um, Mike Evans finished last year as number nine wide receiver, 15.4 points per game. Uh, the main reason I have him as that high is because he is the only, he's the only target that Tampa Bay has. You know, they, they lost Chris Godwin for reports are until maybe December or late November. They lost Gronk. Gronk's not playing. They have Cameron Brait as a tight end. Uh, who's their wide receiver, too? I don't even know. Russell Gage. I forgot. Russell Gage is a wide receiver, too. So Russell Gage is his competition for the most part of the year for targets. Right. Um, Mike Williams, I brought it up earlier. He's at 1,000 yards every single season. This is his. These are his finishes since he was drafted in 2014. So rookie year finished as the 14th wide receiver. And then he had um, 2015. He's a 25th wide receiver. That was his rookie year with Jameis. And then he bounced back with the number three finish in 2016, then 19, 10, 5, 16, and 10. So he's been a top 20 Consistent. wide receiver in every year except his rookie year with Jameis. And I just think he is absolutely locked in as a, as a top 12 finish, beside, um, not counting injury. And he's typically stayed very healthy like i said a thousand yards every year i just think he's a fantastic pick he's gonna have um awesome red zone efficiency like he has last two years with brady he said like 12 touchdowns and 14 touchdowns or something uh you have him at six, six. i'm high on mike evans for a lot of the same reasons you are yep. especially since with chris godwin being out and tom brady for some reason, not aging and still being able to throw the ball perfectly. Right. Um, I feel like 
he's going to have a lot of points, especially in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I think that production might drop off when the fantasy playoffs come around, which is why I probably don't have him as high as you are, just because Chris Godwin will probably be back by the fantasy playoffs. Yep. Um, so that's probably why I have him at six, but I am very high in Mike Evans. I think he's going to probably have a great breakout year. They did both finish top 12. I think it was, I don't know exactly when, but they finished top 12 the last year they had Jameis. So you know they can do it. Chris Godden was the number two wide receiver, and then Mike Evans was lower end wide receiver one. But, oh, for yeah, sure. He, I think it's possible. I think it's just the targets might not be there as much per week. Is Yeah. He's only had 70-something receptions the last two years. He's just been such a wide, such a touchdown hog. And uh, yeah, you know, and such a dominant red zone wide receiver that it's uh, counteracted the lack of targets. Okay, number seven, we have Tyreek Hill. I have him down at nine, and then he's at six for Quentin, and he's at seven for you. What What's your outlook on Tyreek Hill this year? Uh, Tyreek Hill goes in. Um, yep. Now nah, he's he's fast, and I think he's good. I know a lot of people are down on him because of the uh, quarterback situation not being as good as Kansas City, but I think his talent is good enough. His speed, where he will still get a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns and a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would draft him in the first two rounds by any measure. I would say third round is where I would start considering drafting Tyreek Hill. Yeah. came my way um maybe maybe not wide receiver one maybe if you're going wide like running back wide receiver wide receiver not like good a good pick right there but i feel like he might not have as many targets as he did in kansas city but he's probably going to still have a lot of touchdowns as waddle's good but i don't i think tyreek is a better red zone threat yeah i think i think with um mike mcdaniel coming over from san francisco you saw the uh the touches that were fabricated for Debo Samuel they were designed for him to get you know get him in space I think he knows how to he's going to know how to use Tyreek Hill and I don't I don't think it's going to be a bunch of deep bombs yes they'll use that's what Tyreek Hill does but there's going to be a lot of screens there's going to be a lot of slants um shallow crossing shallow crossing routes they're just going to get him uh in the open field because they know how dangerous and how much of a weapon he is when he has a, just a second of space. Exactly. Quentin, Quinta, can you hear us? Doesn't look like it. He's muted. I don't know. If... You're, you're, you're muted. You're muted. Hello? Yeah? Hello. Have you been talking? Hi. Yeah, I have not been talking at okay. all now. Okay. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about... I was uh, muted on purpose. Anything to say about Tyreek? Uh, no, not really. I think he'll do better than people are expecting him to do. I think Tua is going to have a good year. Wow. Well, he's expecting, he's, he's being drafted. Yeah, I like him. I like Tyreek. This connection's annoying me. He's being drafted as the, shoot, wide receiver eight. And Quentin has him as six. So, yeah, I guess he does think he's going to do a little better. We have C.D. Lamb coming in at the wide receiver eight in our consensus rankings. Uh, how can you – I don't know how you can not like C.D. Lamb this year. 
he oh. has he's gonna have such a massive target share and such quality looks from Dak Prescott on a offense that was the highest scoring offense last year. Uh Jake, you have him one spot lower at nine. I have him up at seven. Talk, talk to me about CD Lamb. I am very high on CD Lamb. If he came my way, I would gladly draft him. Um but Honestly, it has less to do with how good C.D. Lamb is and all the targets he's going to receive. And it's just I feel like everyone else on the list is a little bit better and proven mm-hmm. themselves a little bit more than C.D. Lamb has. Yeah. I know C.D. Lamb has been in the league for, what, two years now? Yeah. And he's had some good years, but I don't really think he's had a breakout year yet. I mean, he's always had kind of that uh, Amari Cooper shadow above him taking a lot of his targets. And now that that's gone, I expect him to flourish. It's just the fact that he doesn't have anything as much that is proven as probably the eight guys I have in front of him. But I think he has great yep. upside. I have him two spots above Tyreek, so I'm going to take him above Tyreek, and I'm also going to take him above Debo Samuel, who is our ninth wide receiver. Uh, you have him at eight. Quinton has him at eight. I have him at eight. So we are all, we're all uh, right there, same mindset in Debo. It's it's a little bit risky taking him this late because you know how dominant of an NFL player he is. Last year, he finished as wide receiver three with 21.2 points per game, just barely behind Devontae Adams. Eight rushing touchdowns, was dominant through the entire year. Multiple high 100-yard games towards the beginning of the year. And then towards the end, he was just this running back wide receiver combo that could not be stopped. What do yeah. you, what's kind of the view on, on a depot for you, Jake? Well, I know it's all about a contract. Really. I feel like contract extensions, like once that's for sure, I feel like he's a great option, but like if he tries with the NFL players, not like holding out and stuff right now, it's a little sketch and he, I don't know. I feel like he's a very good player. There's some like off the field issues that could arise. So what what do we think about Trey Lance? I have a couple stats for you, but I'll let you talk first. I don't know with Trey Lance. I feel like with the rookie quarterback, what happens is they like to go and throw to the good weapons a lot more and are less likely to spread the ball around because that's the more for sure thing. And they're trying to like prove as a rookie quarterback that they can hold down the position. Mm-hmm. So I honestly if Trey Lance is starting over Garoppolo, I might like Devo Samuel more. Really? Really? Just that's pretty crazy. Yeah. What but what about what about the rushing like threat that Trey Lance is and how much because he's not gonna have the passes per game that Jimmy Garoppolo did. I don't see any any situation where he, he passes it as much as he did. That is true, but also Debo has already come out and said that he doesn't want to be used as a running back. So I feel like part of that, his game there is going to be taken away a little bit. Did he, he say much the media? Did he say ago. he doesn't want to be used as a running back or does he want to be paid as a running back? Because I feel like his main issue, his main issue with being used as a running back is he didn't want San Francisco to be like, uh, well, you've been a running back half the year. So why would we pay you as uh, for that, that $30 million wide receiver? market but either way uh Debo with Lance last year so he had two and a half games um in his in week four 
he had eight catches for 156 yards. So if you just look at these stats, it looks like he just dominated with Trey Lance. But if you break it down, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo started half that game and he had about, he had about 40 yards on three catches with Garoppolo in the first half. So take that down. It's already low hundreds. And so he had, he had five catches from Trey Lance and one of those was a 76 yard blown coverage, which took no talent from, it took like no special talent from either one. It was just yeah. it was a mistake by the, by the secondary of the other team. And if you take that away, he had four catches for about 40 yards from Trey Lance and a touchdown. So that's just kind of average. And then the other games, 10 yards to catch isn't bad. No, but Debo Samuel averaged like 14 yards a catch on the, se- on the season, I think. Yeah. But the other games, he had three catches, only three catches in each, both complete games. One was or three catches, 58 yards in one game and three catches for 63 yards in the other. And in that game, he had a 45 yard bomb. So obviously being able to have these deep touchdowns is an advantage. But taking them out to look at what it might be if there's some aggression there and these touchdowns don't happen because you can't just imagine that he's going to have these massive touchdowns all the time. And there was definitely some luck. We've take that out. He had like 20 yards on two catches for the whole game with Trey Lance. So I just, I don't think they're going to use him as running backs as much. And he had a lot of production from there with eight touchdowns and mm-hmm. you know, high yards per carry. He had like six or seven yards per carry. And I don't think he's going to have as many targets because George Kittle is going to be more healthy. And then Trey Lance coming in as a pretty much a rookie without that experience and without, and then with that rushing, I just don't think he's going to finish as that top three wide receiver, not because of the talent he is, because he had the talent to do it, but just because of the available workload that is in um, San Francisco. Also, uh, Mike McDaniel, like another, their offensive coordinator left. That's not really going to be as good about. as last year, which is why I have him down at eight. What was he? was third last year, right? He ended up third. Maybe. Third. Yes, third behind um, Devontae Adams and Cup. Yes. Yeah, so, so I think he is going to drop to the eight range, which is why I would draft him around eight wide receiver. Um, but that's also. But I still think he's going to be very good. So I think a lot of those reasons why you said it is extremely valid, which is why I wouldn't draft him as highly as he was as he played last year. But I still uh, do think there's some upside there, especially yep. if they. There, there is definitely upside. Maybe they, out their quarterback situation. Maybe Trey Lance and Debo Samuel have just this otherworldly connection. Who knows? Maybe, that, maybe they have a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase connection, and they just dominate. So that's why you can't just be completely out of him. But I don't think I'll have him on many teams this year because he will be drafted before I'm going to take him. Uh, you overvalued for sure. Yeah. And you can't blame people because he was so dominant last year. Uh, number 10 on our consensus is Michael Pittman Jr. from the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts. I have him at 12. Quinton has him at 12. And then you have him at 11. Um, what do we think about Pittman? Let you go first. I don't have a lot of strong feelings on Pittman. Um, I actually, I don't know if I've, 
I probably only watched one or two of his games. I don't know that much about him. Just basically looking at the fantasy scoreboard, really. Um, but like, I feel like he's a decent wide receiver. I think he really kind of emerged as a wide receiver one, especially this year for Indianapolis. And Matt and Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. I mean, he is a statue. That's why he's called Matty Ice. Um, but. <laughs> I feel like he's had a lot of good wide receivers that he's been able to help transform. You got uh, not Juju, obviously. Uh, Julio Jones. Jones. Calvin Ridley. Oh, my God. Calvin oh, Ridley, there. yeah. Russell Gage. Yeah, he's, had, he's had some good wide receivers. Top of the list I is think, Julio Jones. Not that, Michael Pittman, Pittman. not that Michael Pittman is that, like, no, freak athlete. No. But he's still a good athlete, and he's, you know, I think he's a big guy, 6'4". Uh, he's going to be able to get those jump balls. That's, that's what a lot of the Carson uh, wins work was last year, mainly just bad passes. But he was able to get those contested catches. They, they drafted the uh, wide receiver from Cincinnati. I forgot his name in the second round. But besides that, T.Y. Hilton's not going to be much of a competition. No. And I just think it's a big upgrade from Carson Wentz to uh, Matt Ryan. And we'll see if if uh jonathan taylor gets the work he does this year but either way Pittman's going to be a very very good option he didn't finish top 12 last year but he was top 15 i believe this is this is a little separate but hunter Renfro was a top was the 10th wide receiver last year that gets overshadowed a lot really isn't that insane it's crazy he yeah he almost has as many points per game as Mike Evans. 0.2 less points per game than Mike Evans. That's crazy. Just crazy stuff. Like, Hunter, that's that's one of the reasons that I don't have Devontae Adams up at four like you guys. Yeah. Like, he's a legitimately good player. Like, Julian Edelman-level kind of player. Not just because he's white, but similar kind of <laughs> like little, little feisty, good route runner fiery guy just win, just a winner just, just i hope not if he's on the raiders gosh yeah he's a winner uh four out of their six divisional games yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh we got at two more at 11 dj Moore. by the way quentin um r.i.p we'll see him on the next podcast he's having some connection issues we're just not gonna try it we'll give him his good mic hopefully he has a better wi-fi connection next time we'll give it another try this weekend but dg moore at wide receiver 11 i have him at 10 he's at 10 for quentin he's at 13 for you jake yeah yeah he's at 13 for me um i'm not a huge dj moore fan i mean i know he's been pretty decent with some pretty bad quarterbacks and i know he's getting a quarterback upgrade in baker mayfield i mean we've already had a pretty big discussion on dj moore like last episode um but I do just feel like he's a little bit a step behind other wide receivers. Not necessarily like a knock on him. I just feel like other wide receivers are a better option with better quarterbacks. So why do you have – what do you like more about Pittman than DJ Moore? He's on a better team. He has a better quarterback, and he has a running back that's going to make defenses stack the box more and focus less on protecting against the pass for Pittman. Christian McCaffrey. That's true, but Jonathan Taylor was better than Christian McCaffrey last year. As a runner, yeah, but if you look at points per game, Christian McCaffrey, if Christian McCaffrey plays the entire season, he's going to have a higher points per game than that's he'll a finish huge higher. If. 
Chris, that is yeah, how huge. It yes, but when he's on the field, he's dominant, and people have to respect that because he's been doing it even longer than Jonathan Taylor has. But yeah, maybe Jonathan Taylor is better as a pure runner. I think that's probably true, but I don't think that's much of a difference to be able to put Pittman above him. I think DJ Moore is a better wide receiver than Pittman, so I have him two spots higher. I think his quarterback isn't that much different. Oh, I think Matt Ryan like Baker, is better than Baker, Baker Mayfield. Maybe Matt Ryan a couple of years ago. I think Baker Mayfield is a very good quarterback. I think he's I think a he's, above average quarterback, and Matt, Matt Ryan's above average quarterback. They're probably in that yeah, 15, 16 range. Yeah, they're in that 12 to 17. You know, they're in the very average mid quarterback range, and he's going to get hopefully hyper-targeted by Baker Mayfield. He has little competition. He has Robbie Anderson, and who else? Christian McCaffrey, I guess, he's catching passes. Right, yeah, he's a wide receiver, pretty much. But besides that, who does he have? I I think they're pretty similar. They both have new quarterbacks. They both have a dominant run game. They both have aging competition, a wide receiver. But I just think DJ Moore is a better NFL wide receiver. And that's what it comes down to for me. And he just had such crappy quarterbacks for his entire career. He had, okay. So he had DJ Moore had 93 catches last year, which was very good. Uh, Mike Evans had like 72. Guess how many yeah. targets he had on 93 catches. DJ Moore. Yeah. Uh, Without looking at the doc. <laughs> I have no idea. He had 163 targets last year. That's a 57% catch rate, which is very low. Yeah. So if you catch in like close to 50% of your balls and you're still got 93 catches and I don't, I don't have his fantasy finish last year, but it was, I believe top 15. Yeah. Close. He struggled for a while just because he had horrible quarterback play. What's your issue? He doesn't score touchdowns. He doesn't. And that's a reason that I have him high because he's been this good without touchdowns. I don't know. I don't think he's going to score like 12 this year, but he could get six to eight. He's had like four in every year, pretty much. That's like, that's what he scores. So if he gets an extra two to four touchdowns this year, plus higher quality targets, then I think he'll easily finish the top 12 wide receiver. He had 1,100 yards the last two years and less than five touchdowns. I mean, at some point, you have to – is the quarterback the issue there if you have that many yards and they're throwing the yes, ball to you and yes, you're still not getting yes, in the end zone? Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> you know, maybe he's not the, wide rest, the, uh, the uh, touchdown hog that Mike Evans is. He's not that guy that's just going to be able to get touchdowns with whatever quarterback he has. But – I don't think that he's not capable of scoring touchdowns. Like he just has, he had Teddy Bridgewater two years ago. Then yeah. last year he had Sam Darnold. And then who was the, PJ Walker, the XFL guy. And then I think it was just yeah. those two. Maybe one more guy started. And then the year before that they had, was it Cam back then? Cam Newton I mean, came back. I don't back. even remember. Cam Newton was back for a little Yeah, while. Cam Newton was back last year for a little bit too. I'm back. I'm back. Didn't let it go. Oh my gosh. But 
I like DJ more this year. I will, I will have more wild teams because I'm going to be, um, Bracket. higher, higher. Than most people are. Yeah, get them before, get them before the ADP is. Uh, lastly, number twelve on our list is Mike Williams. Mike Williams is a very, very polarizing player. He was a very boomer bust last year, like massive booms and massive busts. He finished as the wide receiver 12 last year, which is crazy because um, he was like the wide, wide receiver two for the first six-ish games. What, what, are you, what are your feelings on Mike Williams? Um, I like Mike Williams. I, he, I probably pick him out as like a flex just because of that boom and bust potential. Um, you mean a wide I mean, I, he's not – do you expect to take two wide receivers over him? Yeah, I probably you have to have two wide receiver. You're gonna have two, three wide receiver ones. Mike Williams, I don't think is a wide receiver one. Okay, I guess we have him. In, Quentin and I do. You have him 13, 14 range, fifteen. I have him as fourteen. I have him as wide receiver number fourteen. I can't okay. in good conscience put him above Keenan Allen until. Yeah. Keenan I don't blame, Allen you, for, I don't blame you for that decline. He's only 30. That's not, I mean, it's older for an NFL player, but for wide receivers, he's still at the back end of his prime. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe he, next year. People have just but... seen the upside that he has and can't like go back to that, that floor play with Keenan Allen when they know they can have 170 yards and two touchdowns on like 13 catches from. <laughs> Mike Williams, that's something you can't really get. Through five weeks yeah. last year, he was a wide receiver too. And then that's when he started falling off. So, I mean, he had – yeah. If you take his good games, then he'd be absolute dominant wide receiver. And he was. I don't really know what happened to make him completely fall off. I think teams just started guarding him, I guess, more as a wide receiver one. I guess with- so. Instead of the wide receiver too. Yeah, he's he's risky. He's not someone that I'm going to want to have as my wide receiver one. I'm gonna rather no. have someone safer. But if you could get him as well as another lower end wide receiver one, like a you look, even like a DJ Moore or a Pittman's Pittman. I feel like Pittman's a pretty safe floor wide receiver. He's gonna get his targets. Gonna get his Receptions gonna have a safe number of touchdowns. You just get him with someone safe. Then, if you want to go that wide receiver heavy route early, uh, I don't hate that strategy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I very viable for sure. Yeah. All right, I think we're gonna call it good. That's was our top twelve fantasy wide receiver rankings PPR. Uh, we lost Quinton halfway through, but. We will have Quentin and Ben back crossing our fingers. Uh, our plan is to do a 2v2 mock draft coming up this next week. And if you guys can fill our mailbag, we'll do a mailbag this weekend, but no promises. You guys got to show up. Our, uh, our email is fantasy or field to fantasy at gmail.com field number two fantasy at gmail.com. Send us your questions. If you have any problems with our rankings, if you think, uh, so someone that is a what's the word a snub on our top 12 let us know because we'd love to we'd love to debate it love to show our reasoning 
even more than we already have. Ask us questions about anything, fantasy, life, anything. Um, with that, let's call it an episode. Hope to do a mailbag this weekend, but it's up, it's, uh, up to you guys. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Adios.